Circle Back About It, episode three, with my special guest, Mike Gibney. Mike Gibney, also known as Gibbs, G-I-B-B-Z. You want to tell them who you are? And I am a uh, glorious human being, some would call the finger of God. I am a self-managed artist, looping musician and producer and songwriter, and I just had an album come out on October 16th called These Are Love Songs. Were they about how much you miss me? They're all about you. They're all about me? Yeah. Nice. Uh, one's called Sweet Bod, one's called Honey Bod, <laughs> one's called Hot Bod. <laughs> They're pretty much all about your bod. <laughs> They're all about my my bod or like the royal bod? I mean, it's open to interpretation. It's music. It's subjective. That's why I'm asking. I, I would like to know if it's about my bod, because if it's about mine, I didn't sign off on that. I, I've got royalties I'm going to collect. You'll get a check. This is my podcast. You're my special guest. If you're, if you're tuning in for the very first time... What we like to do, what we try to accomplish, we go back on the last month or so, and we just kind of hash it out about little topics here and there, hot takes, Ooh. what have you, jokes, hot takes right out of the oven, puns, all that good stuff. What, 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 who is that? Who is that guy? But that uh, dude, that character that Martin Short had. He's like, what are you Jiminy what are you Glick? Jiminy Glick, thank you. Jiminy Glick. God, that was funny. <laughs> Martin Short was. He's pretty good at things. He was good. Steve Martin and Martin Short, I think. They put out like a co-thing together. Oh, really? It was a trash fire. It was garbage. Ugh. I hate Steve Martin as it is. Was it just about like how much millennials suck? It's them just trying to, telling like stories and being cute. Steve Martin with his stupid banjo. Ugh, take me seriously as a musician. No, you're the guy with the arrow in his head. (laughs) You dick, you can't change now. Why do I associate him with a moose? I have no idea why. <laughs> no, that's Chevy Chase. That's Chevy that's Chase. Chevy, Chevy Chase because of vacation. Because of Wally World. Wally World is closed. I worked with Steve Martin as an extra. No, you didn't. I was an extra on his remake of The Out of Towners with uh-huh. Goldie Hawn. Was this when you were a kid? Yes. I know Michael Gibney. We're buds. I knew that you were uh, once graced the silver screen. But the I kid- was in pictures. <laughs> the they kid- had me in a talkie. Um, Could you explain uh, not only what a talkie is, but why you were in them? When I was younger, I I did a lot of acting. I was a child actor. Really messes you up in the future, man. Yeah? And just like any child actor, I moved to music. Uh (laughs) Well, not straight away. In this case, it's turning out better for me. I met you as a music businessman. That's true. That's true. I've, after being a child actor and doing random bits You went to of, the other very stable job of yeah, management. <laughs> instead of uh, being smart and becoming a lawyer or a doctor, I said, well, no, I'm gonna go, I'll go from film into music. You know what I got to do? I got to get out of this unstable environment <laughs> and get on the road. I got to get – I'm jumping in my safety net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid. I'm an idiot. But I went and I started touring as a guitar tech and then as a monitor engineer and a backline tech and then as a front of house and then as a tour manager. And then for one band, all of those things for the same pay scale. Why'd you do that? Because I'm an idiot. Oh, we covered that part. I was I was trying to get my foot in the door. With my foot slowly in the door, it was slamming shut onto my <laughs> toes and knocking them all off. You got a very swollen ankle. Oh, I'm swole. <laughs> I'm so swole. No, I was a stupid kid. Um, I'm stupid now. I haven't gotten any smarter. But yeah, you're just older. Now I make music, and I manage myself, and so I can't blame anyone. You, you've said that multiple working. times. Are you, are you, like, hoping via my show some manager's going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my real hope. 
is uh, oh, by the way, I manage myself open to offers. <laughs> but I started this podcast because like I did another one where they asked me, they were like, tell the young managers advice. Ooh. And I was like, don't, Just don't, don't do, do it. This. Don't, don't yeah. fucking do it. Do something dude. else. <laughs> do something else. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say that since I started managing myself that um, everything's like totally under control and way better. But truth be told, I am the epitome of a plateau. <laughs> things, things have not gotten any things better. have not gotten any better they haven't gotten any worse but they i've certainly not excelled you know I'm you, still you, you, I list did, you know i didn't actually want to know when i was like hey hey mike how's it going i didn't <laughs> i'm honest i wanted you to just say great things are going good and i'm drinking a beer with my pal i'm making great music i'm doing good stuff uh-huh could it get better yeah, of course. It could always be better. It could always be better, but I'm happy with where I'm at. I got people that like to listen to my music. I like to make music. We're, yeah, you, you're sitting here with your pal. I exist. You exist. Chatting it up. What have you been stoked about in the last month? What's gotten you jazzed? Anything gotten you real stoked? Um, or you can't remember now that you're in the hot seat. <laughs> the seat is very hot. It's warming. Speaking of seats, thank you to the, the Mayfair Hotel. Oh, for yes. providing us this room and these wonderful seats. These are the best seats. Wow. I got to say, if I was going to sit in any hotel conference room, it would be the Mayfair. It would be the Mayfair Hotel. I got to tell you, these, these seats. Nice. But I'll tell you, the Mayfair and a hell of a bar. Beautiful. Now that you haven't thought about what you were excited about in the last month, what were you excited about in the last month? I've been listening to a guy by the name of Alum Iverson. Who's that? Young gent. Who I think is moving out to L.A. Tell um, us about him. It's it's Harris Cole. What are this, you scratching? I got spider bites. <laughs> <laughs> I got spider bites. There's spiders in my Airbnb, and I got spider bites, and I'm allergic, so I'm a little itchy. I don't think anyone's not allergic to spiders. You know what doesn't have spiders? What? The Mayfair The Mayfair Hotel. <laughs> the spiderless. They're spider-free. They're spider-free. Yeah, but Harris Cole crushing absolutely crushing use of samples the most laid-back wonderful lo-fi drum sounds so he has his project harris cole and then he has alan Iverson, which is a pseudonym kind of like walt whitman what walt whitman's real name was yeah i don't know what his real name was walt whitman was a pseudonym alan Iverson, super crushing just released this new sort of like lo-fi house album lo-fi house to study yeah lo-fi house sleep study sleep no it's so good it's really different, too. What would be some contemporaries? Can you describe it? I, I mean, I really can't. I mean, sell, maybe, the people, um, sell the people on the man. If you know... On, the, on, the, on Alan Iverson. Uh, if you know Kiefer, Mind Design, anything ringing a bell? Nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. These are all like lo-fi uh, hip-hop creators and, and beat makers. And let's, di- let's dive more into this world. Please educate me on this world, because I, I, don't, I don't know anything. So a lot of these dudes will make really good crisp sounding music and you know is it sort of like patsu i don't know patsu oh patsu fucks patsu sounds like a appetizer actually his music is quite yeah his music's does appetizing it. yeah it is <laughs> it is it's all it's all this music that's that's like it's like a very like pleasing uh like if you took seriously the opening music from like Wii sports uh, um, but just like actually like made it into something real instead of like 
Yeah, these these dudes um base a lot of things around like roads and pianos and, uh-huh. and uh, things like that and make them really nice and beautiful and then they just beat the shit out of them with compressors and and stuff to make them sound old and shitty mm-hmm. and I think that's where the real magic happens. The idea of something sounding great because of how terrible it sounds. I don't know, something really nice about that. Something comforting. Is that you? I'm terrible, but I'm- I but I sound good. <laughs> Maybe. I, I no, I mean, a lot of my stuff is like, I try to be pretty minimal and like lo-fi sounding as well. So yeah, there's, there's some, uh, some crossover there. Yeah. But I listen to that stuff all the time. I love that lo-fi hip hop stuff. I haven't done much research into it besides just hearing it um, because it's a difficult thing to research. A lot of the platform that pushes it is like those 24 hour streams that are fun to make fun of, but in reality are actually very cool and very nice. Yeah, They don't do a very good job of telling you what's currently no, playing. you'll get like a little um, thing in the corner maybe. Yeah, yeah, but but it's, you're listening to it in the background, like while you're like- And there's no DJ or anything. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's no nothing. Um, Spotify's getting better at that, because I think Spotify's taking some initiative to- I was having this conversation with a friend. I mean, I pay for Spotify because it was like my musical discovery device. But most people don't use Spotify the way I use Spotify. Like I use Spotify to like go and like find new things and to like do deep dives into. Um, But most people are just like playing something for it to just play in the background. It's just absent-minded. They're not actually paying attention to. So they could hear a song that they love and never tell, never have any clue who the artist is or any more music about that artist. Well, the thing with the cool thing with Spotify, if you're doing that, is that you can go into your history and see what you've played, and if there's something that you were like, I've done that where I've like put it on, put on a Spotify radio or something, and been doing stuff, and some melody just like stuck in my head, and I was like, oh man, I got to figure out which one that was, and I'll just double click through each and get to the one that. Right. I had that, and then I'll toss it into another playlist. Right, 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 right. I think that's better than, than the YouTube ones because then you have no idea what was playing yeah, at all. Yeah, you got zero clue. So Spotify, in my in my idea, is winning on that, but YouTube's just so much more accessible. Like, it's, it's more about what you're currently watching. They can push new artists, but they don't get the same plays pushing a new, new artist as they do pushing an artist that's established. If I was working there, that's what I would do. Right. I'm trying to get revenue for my company. You'd I'd push, push the guarantee. You'd push the guarantees. Yeah, yeah. totally. And so that's not knocking them. I mean, no, know. no, no. That's that's what you you gotta you gotta keep your job. I understand. <laughs> Put me on the front page. Get videos. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. History piece of, of dance. Piece of shit. <laughs> Chocolate rain. I'm. The, come on. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the Cameo app? Cameo is an app that you can pay performers to say something to you and Tay Zonde the chocolate rain guy was on there I'm not sure if he's on there right now but it was like 75 bucks to and get you Tay get Zonde. a video of him like hey this is Tay Zonde and I'm wishing you a happy birthday chocolate rain like they'll do their little fucking <laughs> they'll do whatever they're famous for their tagline is yeah <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great service it yeah. sounds like a good service. You to can get some people for like twenty bucks, right? Like, like if you wanted, if shit. you wanted to make like a like a mixtape. Yeah. Do you own the thing that you paid for? Really? Oh man, that's what I should do. That'd be a good lyric video. Is just get a whole bunch of cameo people, 
and then just have them read my lyrics and just go one by one. Yeah, I would do shit. YouTube would not like that. Would would they not? <laughs> I don't fucking. They don't like anything I do. I don't know if this is an interview or a therapy session. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Any any conversation with me is a therapy session. Oh, okay, I'll, good. I'll say. I'm out there. I don't accept insurance, so you're going to have to pay the full. I'll give you the full. The full rate. You know what I mean. Oh. Ariana and Pete Davidson. They fucking broke up. The fuck is it? They were a cute couple. Were they? There was that whole thing that said he had butthole eyes. Barstool what do you mean there was a whole he thing? Had, he had butthole eyes, and then everybody was like, that's true. He has butthole <laughs> eyes. And she was like, don't say he has butthole eyes. Don't say he's got butthole eyes and not butthole eyes. I don't think he had butthole I eyes. I never heard that. I mean, a little bit. If you look at his eyes, it kind of looked like buttholes. Eyes of God. <laughs> you know, he's a nice. I wouldn't mind having a nice butthole on my face. He's a nice. Two of them. He's a nice New York boy. He's got two buttholes for his eyes. He's got two buttholes. Eyes. Eyes. He's out. What of do course. you? What do you fucking want? You know, I gotta tell you though. All, all respect. All respect to the, <laughs> to the happy couple. I mean, well. No longer. To the once with, to the late happy couple. <laughs> to the once what would have you. I wonder what guy she's going to move on to now or if she's just going to date a dumpster. You should edit that out, actually. <laughs> well, I, what are, you, are you afraid Ariana's going to she, – she's going to be like, I wonder what's up on uh, episode three of Circle Back about it. She's <laughs> like, what's oh, up with that? This uh, whole bit about Martin did. Short, that's nice. <laughs> what else are they talking – what else are they talking about? Uh, the, a lo-fi hip-hop? That's, a, oh, that's good. My I like lo-fi ex's hip-hop. Eyes. My ex's butthole <laughs> eyes. How dare they? Oh, and I guess I'll be fucking a dumpster. Well, nice? they're not wrong, but that's mean. Like, I feel like we we always knew. We always knew this was how it was going to end. I don't know. I had faith for him. Did you? Yeah, I had faith in him. I, di- I, I didn't. Personal. I had this take for a long time that it's their personal lives. It really annoyed me that it was like such my timeline was so full of nonsense. But I will say this. This was doomed from the jump. And it really annoyed me that Twitter went had this whole take of just like, we love Pete Davidson. We love him so much. He's so woke and stylish and I love him and I was just like it's gonna be a month or two months whatever it is doesn't matter what the time period is as soon as they break up you're gonna fucking hate him and you're gonna drag him him. you're gonna drag him through the streets by his face and they did like and they did as soon as they broke up they were like he's broke ha 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 I'm like no he's not he's on SNL he makes a lot of money he definitely locked in a raise because he was marrying Ariana Grande. Like, he went from being and featuring three more actors, this guy Pete <laughs> Davidson, to we have Pete Davidson. We have him. Please watch us, millennials. We have Pete Davidson. Yeah. He has tattoos and blonde hair. Please watch us. I think us. he's We're very relevant. funny, though. He is funny. I think, he's, I think he's very entertaining. I also think he's handsome. I think he's tall. You want to fuck him. You're you're so right. You're, you're so right. You're so right. He's got those butthole eyes, <laughs> and I get lost. I get lost. I get lost in your butthole eyes. <laughs> you want to talk about Kanye? Sure. I love this question because no one really knows. What the fuck is he doing? There was this kid that I went to high school with. So there's this kid I went to high school with, and... Every time he had, like, a presentation or, or something mm-hmm. in one of my classes, I forget which class, probably English, but, like, he had to read aloud. It was, like, in his head, a curtain opened and lights came on, and he was like, here we go, attention on me. Yeah. And it didn't matter what he was saying, but he said it with such 
conviction and like like he was a preacher and nobody gave a fuck by the end he would kind of just like slumber down and like be done and then work up till the next time where he's like yeah like and i'm gonna say this thing and that and kanye's kind of like that guy he just wants to say things and like be animated but there's no one around him going dude shut the fuck up i feel like if there was just a couple of people near him that was like man shut the fuck up i'm gonna take your fucking lunch money (laughs) like Somebody should you, bully you, you him. You think, God, we need, we need bullies again. Somebody this is why should we need fucking again. noogie the shit out of that guy's head. Yeah. Take his fucking lunch money. <laughs> and then maybe he'd shut up a little bit. I mean, whatever. You, you should be able to say whatever you want. And so your take is that Kanye, there's no intention to what he's saying. No. He's, really? I think he's just saying things to say them. Because he wants to Like when himself. he went off about how like he puts on that hat and he feels like Superman... Superman didn't wear a fucking hat, asshole. <laughs> Not that that was the point he was trying to make. That was but the point. He's just fucking saying things because they just jump in his head and he's, there's no filter anymore. And there's also no consequences to what he, he has says. He has no consequences and there's no internal filter because there's no one around him telling him to shut the fuck up. So that surprises me. And here's my only hang up with that take. I think you're right. He's known for his intent as an artist. That's his hallmark. Not recently. Recently, his hallmark has just been whatever the fuck comes to his head. Look at all his albums prior to the this most recent one. He's so obsessed with, like, every little detail has to have a specific reason of why it's in there. It's meaningful. It's calculated. It's just crazy to me that someone who's known for being that calculated all of a sudden just flips a switch and it's just like, I'm no longer calculated. Because that's in the studio. Like when you can plan things and look back on something that you just said and go, hmm, maybe not. <laughs> right. You can. You have the ability to erase. In real life, you can't. So he probably says a million batshit things in the studio and people are like, well, it's okay, but I think you could do something else maybe. Right. Or like he... That his most recent album is just, it's its not that good. It's not. The, he, there's some good songs on it. There's some catchy songs on it. As an overarching item, it, it's a its a mixtape at best. It's hodgepodge together. Because he's a good musician, he made a collection of good songs. But he stopped there and was just like, it's good. Cut it, run it. Don't make any edits. It's fine. I just think like he is so into himself that he just got rid of anyone around him that says otherwise. And then you're just kind of screwed. Surround yourself with people who are just always sucking your dick. There's no way they can say no because they can't say consonants. Marvel. What do you think? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You can't say no. (laughs) And I mean, that's a disgusting way of putting it, but that analogy holds true. (laughs) That's a great analogy from Michael Gibney. I think that's well explained. I think you're unfortunately right. I don't think he's stupid. I've heard some takes where people are just like, he's just an, a self-centered idiot. And I'm just like, that's not true. He's, he's very self-centered, but he's not an idiot. And, and that's what frustrates me the most, is that if he was an idiot, it'd be like, yeah, all right, whatever. You're an idiot. But he's acting like a fucking idiot. And, and ultimately, I think he's saying them because he knows every time he speaks, people go, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. And he gets attention and he likes that. He's just going to keep doing that because he's going to keep getting the response he wants. And it's self-centered. He, I don't know, I think he called like Ebro. 
And he called Ebro and he was like, I don't know why Ebro was the ambassador to Colin Kaepernick, but apparently Ebro is the, the key to I'm out of the know, so there must be something. I'm not making fun of, of Ebro. There must be something there I don't know. But basically, like, Kanye called Ebro and was like, get Colin Kaepernick to come with me to the White House. And Ebro was like, absolutely not. No. Yeah, that's a weird thing to want to do. There's no discussion to be had. There's no meaningful discussion that Colin Kaepernick is going to say to Trump that makes Trump go, oh, you shit, you're right. Yeah, there's no way that like, dude is going to be like, oh, this whole time. I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the NFL is great. You want a job? A lot of people are quitting. I'm like, I need people. I need good people here now. I love Trump as a, a, a disgruntled, like, 20-year-old girl who lives in New York. Like, I want to sign this bill, but, like, what is it? <laughs> Does somebody have, like, a word reader that can say what these words are? Like, bring me this bill, but with, like, way less words and way more pictures. Okay, Google, what is this? I imagine he has the okay Google thing. <laughs> I think Kanye's mind is always working and always it's running on fucking all cylinders constantly. And when he doesn't have a creative outlet to do something with his mind working, he's going to say stupid shit. That's really unfortunate. And, you know, all my respect to the family, really. Yeah. You know, I give a lot of respect to Kanye's family. You know, I wish the best for him. You know, he's got, he's got dignity. Okay, Google. <laughs> Google's also a disgruntled girl. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, there's no more diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go get any. Boom. <laughs> that's that's a song. That's a song. Click, click, yeah. Boom. Desk, desk, boom. Who did that song? I don't know, but they got a lot of pocket money. What do you do for work? Oh, let me tell you. Close your eyes. Click, click, boom. <laughs> That's me, motherfucker. I'm that was click, you. Click, boom, guys. That was you. That was, that was you. That, that was, was amazing. Me. It was me and my guys in my garage. What was it? Uh, was it 1996? Yeah, it was really good. What we were thinking of is we were like, Bobby said it. He was like, yeah, we should be like, click, click, click. And I was like, no, dude. Not it. No, dude. It's got to be right. a boom. Gotta be it. It's the raw to the threat. Here's what I like about Click Click Boom is that it does follow a very specific rule of songwriting, which is that you're tricked on the third. It's the rule of threes. Click click boom. boom. It's really perfection. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I love click, I, lo click, I love the boom. idea. But like a very like German guy, like he's in the studio with the bros. They're like, we got it. We just don't know how to. Like, I don't know. I lost the bro voice. We don't know how to finish it. It's like, mm. well, you have click. Once you also have click. So there can't be a third click, so too many clicks. That's too many clicks. Perhaps, boom. Hear me out, boys, but maybe you would think about this. Click and click and boom. <laughs> what was the name of the band? A Sugar it, Ray. No, it wasn't. Yep. Fuck off. Saliva. The Gin Blossom. Oh, Saliva. Saliva. I opened for Dragonette at a club, and Saliva was the downstairs band. Yeah, and they were very loud. And the parking lot was just very confusing after. At least they weren't the early show, and it was a single room. You would have never gotten in there. That happened to us once. There was a, some, it might as well have been Saliva and Trapped. They were supposed to be out by 7, loaded out by 7. And we walk in at 7.15, and they're on their, like, 7th encore. We're in the corner just very meekly, just being like, hey, we're supposed to be, like, 
loading in. I'm so sorry. And and this guy sees us out of the corner of his eyes, like it's like this guy, this guy you got a fucking problem. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, fuck. And he's, and he's like, he's like this this dude, this dude over here, like to all eight people in the crowd. He's like, this dude over here is trying to end our fucking show. We're not gonna let that fucking happen. We're not gonna let that. We're not. We're not gonna fucking. We're not gonna take. We're gonna fucking take that. And someone's like, "No." Is he from Massachusetts. Yes. This fucking cocksucker's over here, <laughs> and he's fucking telling us that we can't fucking do our fucking show. And God loves the socks. So, sweet Caroline, we're gonna go on. Ba ba ba. Come on, everybody. Ba ba ba. Those motherfuckers love sweet Caroline. It's fucking stupid. Dude, they love it. Whenever it gets to the second verse, nobody knows what the no fuck it is. No one knows. You, everybody yeah. knows the first verse. There's the chorus. The ba ba ba. The no click click boom. Saliva. They stole that from. Salvia took it. From sweet ba, Caroline. Ba. Click, click, boom. Little known fact that click, click, boom is actually taken from the second verse. Who knew? Of Sweet Caroline. Who knew? Um, you would never know that because you don't know the second verse of Sweet Caroline. Nobody does. <laughs> it's lost. Except the fucking asshole who does it at karaoke who knows the whole song anyway so he doesn't even look at the screen. You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you used to have a show. Are you still doing the show? I do drinking with Gibbs occasionally. Everyone's got a show these fucking days. Yeah, thank you. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's no, it's a, it's a great non sequitur. Uh, yeah. You got a fucking thing. Everyone's yeah, got a thing. thing. Like you, you think else, you're fucking special? You? I was doing it once a week, but it was just too much drinking. I drink like 18 beers when I do that show. You had a counter. And then, yeah, and then we go out to drink after. So I'll end up having like 24 beers on that day. Uh-huh. And then the next morning, I'm feeling like absolute trash and i can't do anything so it's like two days that i can't do things of a week right because of drinking what if you hear <laughs> me out here you did your talk show and it wasn't the 50s and you didn't drink on it yeah <laughs> but what's better than like just talking shit and drinking beer drinking. i love that it's like my favorite thing in the world you're the first person to drink on this show yes because i have a problem oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen me you see when i was scratching myself I thought it was the spiders. No, that's made up. Those spiders are mental. <laughs> that's those old drinking I'm spiders. Little, I'm getting bit by the spider again, if you know what I mean. I'm on the antibiotics. Oh, antibiotics. Biotics. So I can't drink. Yeah, that's what they say. That is what they say. Everyone's response to to that. <laughs> that's everyone's response. I go, yeah. I'm I go, I go on the antibiotics. I can't drink. They go, yeah, that's what they say. I'm like, I know that's what they say. That's why I'm not doing it. They told me. They literally told me, don't do it. Like, it's yeah, they'll they'll tell they'll idea. tell you that. I think it just weakens it. Yeah, It'll, it weakens the drinking. The bodies or the, the antibodies. I'm pro body. <laughs> yeah, bro. Listen, I got a body. I'll you got a body. I'm, I'm My body's body. a wonderland. Ooh, John Mayer. Love John Mayer. Oh. He just started a show on his Instagram live. Really? Yeah, it's really nice, actually. He does it every Sunday. Uh, I think he just got through his second episode. Um, he had Charlie Puth on it. And Charlie Puth uh, was, like, playing some song on piano. And John Mayer came in and, like, jammed with him. And it was so sick. And I was just like, God, I fucking wish I was as good at anything as you are at guitar. John Mayer had a really good show on VH1 that was the John Mayer show, and it was like a weird... You're 100% right. sketch comedy or something? Yeah. He had a great skit where he walked around, I think it was the Jones Beach parking lot, with a teddy bear getup, uh-huh. and started walking around asking people why they like John Myers. And people were like, I love John Myers because... <laughs> I just have no idea that it was him. <laughs> 
thought it was really funny. I thought it was a great show. I think he's a funny guy. I know he used to do stand up at the Comedy Cellar as like under like a fake name. Teddy oh, Roosevelt was the name I think he used. <laughs> he did it as Ladies and gentlemen, next up to the stage, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I was like, I'm like a ooh rough rider. <laughs> he does everything. You missed me. What was the rough rider thing? He was a rough rider. Teddy Roosevelt. I don't fucking know. Oh school God. failed me. I did like school too, but I only liked the things that I liked. I gym, swimming pool. No, I fucking hated gym. <laughs> I liked the swimming pool. Um, I hated the swimming pool. It you always you, tasted like my gym. You coach. don't look like someone who liked the swimming pool. No, of course not. <laughs> I don't like get my blowhole wet. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know what has a great pool to swim in? What? The Mayfair. The Mayfair Hotel. You know who uh, stayed at this historic room? Oh. Freddie Mercury. Oh, Freddie! You seen the trailer for the Freddie? Yeah. It's not just, it doesn't just focus on him, right? It's about Queen. Um, I want to see it. There was a little bit of a controversy about it because people didn't think it was gay enough. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that. It's not the arc <laughs> of the story. It's not, yeah, it's not the reason for, he just happened to be gay. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it, it was it was a big deal that he was gay. Yeah. Um. Because he had to he had to hide it. I don't think that's true. Yeah. 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 He had to hide it. Of course he had. To um. And then he of course died of AIDS. Yeah. Um, so I guess people were upset, and I get it because he is kind of like a martyr. His life should mean just like a lot of other artists that were gay and died of AIDS, and like yeah, just because it's not in the trailer, probably. I mean, it doesn't mean that's not in the movie. Yeah, hopefully it's in the movie. You would think. I it's mean, in the it movie. would be. It would be great if it was like Queen, Freddie Mercury, gay. <laughs> by the way, also, <laughs> I don't think you need to make it that bold. It could yeah. just be in there. Yeah, yeah it's a big part of his life. It's his, like, um, part of his identity. But yeah, not everything. It's not everything. That's true. That is true. It's not everything. When I was, uh, you got a story. I was in this. Uh, ska band called My Big New Pants. Did you know that Jason and I were in a ska band called Welcome Aboard? No, but that makes sense. All turds were in ska bands. Yeah, all pieces of shit were yeah. like, why does music gotta be sad? We're happy. We're 12. Tick, Go fuck tick, yourself. Tick. Yeah. So yeah, I was in a, a band called My Big New Pants, and we were doing some decent shows on Long Island, and every year at the downtown in Farmingdale, New York, there was Scalloween, and the ska bands would come together and perform, and there would be themes and so this this Halloween theme was dead rock stars, and my big new pants was picked to do Queen. I was the front man of the band, of course. And so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I was pretty, I was obsessed with Queen. Mm -hmm. So I just had to arrange Queen songs for a ska band, which oh. you know is really easy. So I did it, and we played the show, and it was all good, except uh -huh. it wasn't. And <laughs> I was in a full spandex suit. I went full Freddy. Yeah. Painted on a mustache, had my hair like perfectly another one bites the dust Freddy. And I had a leather jacket with fringe and tassels and whatnot. And I came out onto the stage with my half stand and it was dum dum ka dum dum ka and then I did a split in the air. <laughs> I was a dancer at the time, but I landed wrong. And in my <laughs> left leg, I tore my ACL and my MCL Fuck. in one swoop. Just clonk. <laughs> I had so much adrenaline that uh, I just didn't feel it. Oh, shit. But when I was trying to stand, it was like yeah. I couldn't stand on it. So right. I was like, oh, shit. That's not good. So we did the first, like, 
two songs and I'm like just putting my balance on one leg because I have the half stand. I don't have a full mic stand. I have the Freddy half stands. There's nothing to lean on. And then after the second song, I'm like, I think I broke my leg. And everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, I really think I broke my leg, guys. I'm not in character. I really think I broke my leg. We go into the next song, which I think was Bicycle Race or something. Uh That's when the pain started to kick in. And so I went to lean on it again and I just fell to the floor. This dude named Doyle from another band called The Fad ran out onto the stage from uh. backstage and he was like you okay you alright and he held my face and I was like it really hurts and he just started making out with me no he didn't and I was like Fuck whoa but I like it was all for the show so I just went back with it and then we continued the show it was very confusing people still were not believing that I broke my leg <laughs> and we did a full 45 minute set then a couple dudes carried me out and then I had to go to the hospital because I tore my ACL and my MCL in spandex with a fake mustache, <laughs> like drawn on and like sweating off. Could you imagine like the fucking guy who's at the hospital that day because he can't get hydrated because he's way too hungover and he's just <laughs> sitting there waiting for a fucking IV drip of saline and your ass comes in in full spandex. <laughs> As I roll in? Yeah. Get on your bikes and ride! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I made a really good Freddie Mercury, though. And I wanted to see the rest of the show, too. Right. Was there an audience there besides the other bands? Yeah. It was oh. a big thing. It was Long Island Ska. That was, like, right. huge. We had the Arrogant Sons of Bitches. We had Patent Pending. We had uh, Edna's Goldfish. We had a, a radio show that was called One Step Beyond, and it was, like, this cool Ska radio show. Dude, I remember when Ska was cool. It was really cool It for was a cool for a minute. We were fools. Yeah, we were idiots. <laughs> no, it was fun. Every now and then I like to put on my checkered vans. You know who else who has a biopic coming out? Sir Elton Swingworth. Whoa, that's the guy with the piano. Yeah, you thought I was going to say John. You thought I was, you thought I was going to say Elton John. You thought I was going to say Elton John, and I pranked you. Got me. I recently became friends with the guy who was his first manager, this guy Ray Williams. Is um, that the guy who told him to get the wig? I don't know. Is that, is that a true story? Like, are you referencing something? No. How the fuck did he get all that hair? You ever see Elton John without, like, his silly hats off? There's nothing up there. Yeah, he's bald. And then all of a sudden he's fucking got this beautiful mane. Oh, shit. You're right. What the hell happened? And nobody acknowledged it. <laughs> it just happened. That's the that's the story arc of the if biopic. If Elton John was a star now. Oh, fuck. God. You're blowing my mind. I never thought about this. People would be like, what the fuck? Fuck! <laughs> There'd be fucking TMZ stupid shithead with a sippy cup. Just fucking. <laughs> Do you see his hair? He has hair now. Yeah, but it would be he would be fucking murdered dun, dun. in the media for that shit. If it was a, a story arc of his hair, mm-hmm. I'd be interested. Yeah. Anything else? I don't. Really I think it's more care. about his outfits, to be honest. And yeah, his piano outfits. playing. He's a good piano player, too, but he never wrote anything. I mean, he wrote melody and he composed, but he never wrote any words. You want to hear a great Elton John story? And it has to do with Young Thug and Elton John. A buddy cop movie? (laughs) It's a buddy cop movie. It is. Oh, I would see that. Mm. That sounds so nice. They put out that song. That song's good. They, like, repurposed, because I'm going to be So I've got a story. It's about Elton John and Young Thug. Elton John is a big fan of Young Thug. Which makes a lot of sense. Young Thug wears dresses. His music is incredibly strange in a melodic way. It's pushing a lot of boundaries within his genre. Makes a lot of sense that Elton John would like some someone like Young Thug. So Elton John 
invites Young Thug to come hang out. Young Thug is like, yeah, yeah, let's go hang out Elton John. So Young Thug and I think his manager go to Elton's house and they're hanging out. They're shooting the shit. They're instant friends, kindred spirits. They're talking about music, fashion, and just, just hitting it off really quickly. Like Elton's a fan. They're showing each other tunes. They start planning about making music together, having a great night. They say their goodbyes. Young Thug and his manager leave. And in the car, and Young Thug is, is real quiet. The manager turns to him and is like, what's wrong, man? What's, uh, you good? He turns to him and he goes, I think that dude might be gay. <laughs> unpack that. Let's unpack young that Young Thug quick. with the gaydar. Yeah, like Young Thug. Read them like a book. Young Thug, they're not women's dresses. They're mine's dresses. Pushing gender boundaries Thug thinks that possibly that Elton John possibly might be gay. He's breaking new ground. That is just, that's incredible. What else we got? What else can we can talk about? The fucking guy with the thing. Guy Fieri? Yeah. I like Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Twitter was like, the stagecoach lineup is out. And I was like, I'm not a big country fan, but I'll read it. It's there. Let's see what's what. Guy Fieri's food tent. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fieri back-to-back Flay. Fieri back-to-back Bobby Flay would be, that sounds that's stupid. That's stupid. At stagecoach. Fieri's all we need. That's all you need. I love that show. Triple D. Diners, dives, and drive-ins. Here's the fucked up thing about that. They never go to a, a drive-in. To a drive-in. Yeah, no, there's never been a single drive-in that I know of. Although and now watched... that I'm saying it out loud, in my head this whole time, it's been a drive-in movie theater, which is what I assume was what in your head. It's not. It, it just means like a drive-through. But why wouldn't you say drive-through? No way. A drive-in is not anywhere that you eat except for popcorn. And you kiss. I'm owed a kiss. I drove you here. I'm owed a kiss to the drive-thru and Drake's here. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, Drake's been playing for like eight nights. Dude. It's fucking crazy. I've seen Drake once, and I saw him in the, the Drake Future Tour, and I went with my ex-girlfriend. She was my ex at the time, too, which I feel like Drake would have been proud of. Did you get the tickets before? No, not at all. She won the tickets over the radio and was like, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, this sounds like a life experience. I'm an idiot. Has she won a lot of tickets over the radio? I don't know. We don't speak anymore. I was going to mention the bill that passed. Oh, the Music Modernization Act. The Music Modernization Act. Actually, the best part about the Music Modernization Act is uh, I didn't read anything of the details. No. I just saw saw it, and I saw that it it was good, and I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I know that for me, it'll probably amount to... $3. $3. Not a quarter, a year. The problem with the Music Modernization Act is that... I love this take. Too many words. Too many dang words. Stop it. Just make a picture. I know that it, it brings up payouts for things like Pandora and SiriusXM and stuff. <laughs> I think SiriusXM were the only people that were like super against it. Or CSAC was too. As far as I understand it, here's, here's the deal. Now that music is modern, wank, there's more individualization and also compartmentalization of people that are doing things. In the 50s, the producer wasn't also the composer, wasn't also the session player, wasn't also the vocalist, and now potentially, it's all the same guy. All the same guy, and with a new album. With a new album. (laughs) These are love songs. These are love songs. This now makes it easier for people like yourself to get paid for the totality of your contributions to the musical space. That's as far as I understand it, in a, in a fair way. Sounds good to me. I do headlines, so yeah. If it's not in the headline, 
I don't know what the hell's in there. All I do is I make people into stars and I don't read. Every time I talk to you, I somehow like embody this fucking like Long Island personality. Yeah, I was born on Long Island. I was born in Manhattan. In Times Square? Yes. In oh the middle of Times, Times Square, my mom just went and sat there, and they were like, ma'am, you can't be here. She was like, you gotta move, a pregnant lady! And that's before they started doing yoga. And then Elmo delivered the good me. good Times Square. And Spider-Man made my mom pay $5 to get me back. Do you ever want to go back? To New York? No, and to your mom. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's comforting there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back to New York, man. I always have a special kinship with people from New York because people from New York are are, are both very blunt and profoundly sad. No, we're not profoundly sad. We are blunt, but not profoundly sad. What makes us sad? We have all four seasons. No, you guys There's have no palm trees. Whoa. You guys have three seasons. You know, four. It yeah, just we do. It just gets hot as balls all of a sudden. No, we have a lovely spring. There's and a no wonderful spring. Autumn. Yes, we do. Spring in New York is is there's tasty. No, there's no spring in New York. Spring in New York is so great. It's like a good four weeks of awesome. And then we go to summer and it does get a little hot. And it gets a little spicy. But that's when you go out to the island. You go to wineries. Duck walk. Monte Clara. It's all breweries now. At the east end of Long Island, they're like open up a ton of breweries and there's more breweries and, well, not more breweries and wineries, but it's getting there. Craft brews, you know, they are stupid. They are so Give me a so fucking dumb. Budweiser. I don't want anything else. I really liked craft brews when I was in college and I like. Of course you did. Yeah, I know. You were learned. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was smart. Learned people drink I craft knew brews. at that point, I knew two things. I knew craft brews were great and I also knew that girls love when you tip your hat and you say, m'lady. <laughs> they love when you, you treat them differently because they have vaginas. And when you explain the craft brew that you're drinking. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. That's what I, I always say. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> How's your lady? Dead. <laughs> 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 she would be. Michael Gibney, a.k.a. Gibbs. Your album, These Are Love Songs, is out now. It's ten <laughs> tracks. It took a year, mm. which is very long for me. It's a good album, I think. I love it. I think people are, are enjoying it. And I'm on tour with Ghostland Observatory until November 10th. A lot of falsetto on the show. A lot of falsetto. high singing. I miss his pigtails. He's, uh, he's a handsome gent. He is a handsome gent. And one of the nicest gents I have the ever met. The two of them are real sweet. That's <laughs> no, great. He's a nice guy. Ghostland is definitely one of those bands that like I discovered at like a festival and was like, oh, there's other music besides the things that people in my high school like to grind their genitals to. Yeah. And their their album, they just released an album, first one in like eight years. That's I think. great. I'm and it's great. It's a really cool album. Good. They perform a bunch of the songs. It's really good. They got a crazy ass laser show. It must be so expensive. I've never even wanted lights. Don't get lasers. Whatever you do, don't no, do I it. I don't want. I don't want any sort of any lights at all. Just turn the whole, all the lights on in the club, and then I'll just sing songs. I've never been interested in like, blah, blah. I mean, I get it, and I would want to see that. But for yeah. my music, everybody just get on the stage and sit. Everyone just sit down, like Dan Deacon. A oh, Dan Deacon. He used to play around too with all the ska bands. Really? Way back, yeah. Dan no, Deacon would always you're wear lying. he would always wear a Sylvester shirt and he had like a loyal fan base of kids that would show up. Oh, he still does. Lying with the Shark's Head is one of my favorite songs of all it's time. It's amazing. You know who my next guest is? Who? After after you? Obama. God, I wish.
He's a tough get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They I I asked. They said, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> they said, "You know what? We need to see it live and marinate on it." And I said, "Listen, I don't read anything. I make stars." Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, okay." No, no. My next uh, my next guest is Jason. Oh, well, that's fun. And uh, I'm saying it now to sort of force it to happen so that he can't back out. But yeah, they're, they're here. They're going to play a show in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're supposed to do it on the tour bus, which I think is a bad idea. But Jason was like, it'll be great. I'll get tattooed while it's happening. I'm like, no, there's going to be this asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> so we compromised with uh, he'll, he'll get tattooed at the end. Well, Michael Gibney, there's, there's always things that we could talk about. But, you know, uh, we'll just have to circle back about it.